Well, hello and welcome to Soap Secrets. We are back and we're talking all things Holby with Victoria Wilson. Hi, Victoria. Hi, Hannah. Okay, so, um, big Fletch story, isn't there, this week? Again. Yes, yeah. So last week, um, Holby sort of gave us the denouement, if you like, um, in the creepy Jenny saga. Yeah. Uh, And uh, Fletch's lover finally got her comeuppance for her part in, um, basically she's... We, we all know now she's been grooming young girls for this sort of sex trafficking ring. Almost, it's gross. Grim. Um, anyway, as she was carted off by the boys in blue, finally, um, Fletch reassured his daughter Evie, who Jenny had managed to manipulate, that her ordeal was now over. Donna, however, lovely nurse Donna Jackson, Dax, Jackson, played by the lovely Jay Jacobs, um, she... After Donna, um, after her daughter Mia had become embroiled in in the scandal and suffered an ectopic pregnancy, got very dark last week. Mm. Um, Donna let Fletch know, in no uncertain terms, that things were far from over. Uh, she's she was fuming to say the least. So on to next week, and uh, it's the day of young Mia's checkup following her pregnancy trauma and so she's in the hospital but Donna vows to do everything she can to ensure that her daughter comes to no further harm um obviously as she blames Fletch and Evie for getting me involved in Jenny's late night parties quotes um Donna she she doesn't want me anywhere near them she doesn't want her talking to them Evie keeps coming up up on the ward and she's like you know stay away she she is incredulous here we see Donna almost sort of tiger-like with this this almost like this primal desire to protect her young you can really see it um and although she's blaming Fletch it's obvious that that somewhere Donna feels like she sort of failed Mia in some way mm. so she's sort of got goes full-on overprotective and and all that does though is push Mia away you know Mia's not a child um goodness gracious like all that she's been through she's she's had to grow up very very quickly um so that's that's what's going on there but obviously in the hospital um at the same time we've got lucky we've also got that story going on she's just been brought out of her coma but there's clearly something wrong and she she needs careful monitoring now that is donna's job but because she's obviously preoccupied with mia donna neglects lucky's care and her condition sort of massively deteriorates um her complete disaster is averted um and Donna and Mia later on are sort of able to, you know, patch up their, their relationship and sort of come to some sort of understanding. You know, Donna just says she, she wants to do what's best for her. And then sort of Fletch comes to talk to her and, and to deliver something of an olive branch. Um, but I, I suppose we're wondering, can she be as, as agreeable with him or, or is their long-standing friendship beyond repair? Mm. It, it's a shame watching those two because they have they are the best of friends and um i suppose here we're used to seeing donna as this holby sort of dependable nurse and, and voice of reason um but but in this episode we really see what it takes to push her to the limit you know it is a side of donna we haven't really seen before and yeah um we have i suppose i have to say i quite like it <laughs> It's a different, a different side, a different dynamic, isn't it? It kind of mixes yeah. it up a bit when you, she's sort of a steady character and suddenly, you know, yeah. it changes, it mixes it up a bit. Oh, make no mistake, she is raging. But then it's no different, really. We saw it with Fletch when it came to Evie and what lengths he went to to mm. protect his young 
So yeah. Donna's just doing the same thing, really. So he, he, he has to understand. But it's just a shame because these two have been friends for so long, you know. They are the sort of fish and chips of Holby, really. <laughs> they just go together so well. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a shame that they're at loggerheads right now. I mean, that's the big story sort of of, of the week. But we've also, you know, the, as with always, there's a kind of couple of other threads running through, isn't there? And, yeah. Um, Jack is also a part of this because this is a storyline that that's rumbling on. Yeah, definitely. So basically, with Eli's pioneering and very expensive stent trial on hold due to funding, um, Jack basically becomes Holby's answer to Del Boy as she tries to obtain <laughs> other suitable treatment on the cheap. Um, in this episode, she meets Joe Fields. Now, she's a university representative who's assessing Holby suitability for the proton beam therapy trials, um, which Jack obviously secretly hopes is going to work for her own brain tumour, which she was obviously relying on the stent trial for. Um, anyway, despite sort of <laughs> Jack does her best to, to show Holby in the best light, but Joe's unimpressed, largely due to a series of mishaps involving Josh. Let's just say he's not as on his game as he should be. Mm. Um, but I suppose that's somewhat understandable when you factor in that he's got two newborn twins in the special care baby unit. You know, he's just he's just not focused. Um, anyway, so he is sort of keen to redeem himself, so he turns on, on his sort of boyish charm and tries to persuade Joe to include Holby in the trial after what was the day from hell. I won't obviously give everything away, but, but yeah, it's not a great day for Josh. Um, he looks like he, he might have succeeded, but obviously the question is, will it be enough to win over the formidable Jack Naylor? Jack's got this way of sort of making people know that she likes them, and we think Josh might have got away with this one for now. Hmm. Let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, one, no, one, no one likes the wrath of Jack, but no. yeah, she's just got this way where she's like, oh, okay, all right. You might have got a gold star. You might have got a gold star, but I'm <laughs> not let, saying. I'm you not have saying. To, <laughs> you have to watch to find out. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And um, Kylie's love life, another little thread running through. It's it's in the doldrums, isn't it, this week? Yeah, you know what? Kylie and Louis are just so sweet. I'm kind of loving this. It's just, it's just there in the background, and I love it. Um, that Kylie and Louis are, are almost like Holby's love's young dream as they're all giddy about going on their first date bowling of all places old um, school yeah old school Kylie believes that Louis loves her but she gets an almighty shock when Mel his girlfriend weeks back suddenly returns to Holby anyway it's obvious that Mel still thinks that she and Louis are an item oh dear Louis <laughs> Have you been stringing two women along? Uh, yes. Yes, it seems. Anyway, scheming Mel decides to... She knows how to sort of, like, put a spanner in the works, that one. She she decides to work a shift to try and drive a wedge between the two of them. Um, and I suppose all you're, all you're sort of left wondering is, will Louis be able to step up and show his commitment to Kylie? Mm. Um, it's just it's just really sweet how it, how it plays out. It sort out. of feels uh, like she might have a heartbroken... Well, well, we'll see. She's just got she's just got that look about her where you just want to give her a big cuddle and 
Mel is just not very pleasant at all. <laughs> um, so, so we are definitely Team Kylie, obviously, and and Louis sweet, but he, you know, he's just you know typical guy. Sorry, guys, he he's, he doesn't really know where his head is at. So in this episode, he finds out. Mm, right. Thank you very much. That is. That is Holby. As if that isn't enough, we're going to move to casualty. And Claire Rock is here to talk all things casualty. Hi, Claire. Hi, Hannah. Now, you've got a word of warning for me, haven't you? Because there's a lot of blood this week. A lot of blood. There is a lot of blood, and I know you don't like blood, Hannah. I that's don't. why. That's Thank why you. I talk about it. And also, if someone gets shot with a crossbow, which is all oh, rather gruesome. Oh, really? Yes, I know. It's a hospital drama. What what what, what do we expect? I mean, true, they have to. True. It's set in casualty, so there's always going to be an accident or an injury of some kind. But yeah, I was a bit. Woo. So um, so it's it's an interesting. It's a very interesting episode this week. So Matthew um, has. PTSD uh, this week. A young girl. So we st- we start we start this episode with a big dramatic entrance. A young girl runs. Has been running around. Um, she's covered in blood. And all of a sudden, uh, Matthew's stuck in traffic. She runs out of a side out of a side alley into his car. She swacks she puts this um, bloody handprint on his windscreen and then another car screeches up and uh, whips her off. He obviously calls calls the police and everything because like you know this 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 girl is running around quite badly injured and then she got into a car so uh it seems like it might she might be in trouble of some sort um and uh, you know matthew before he came to to holby uh he was he had been a doctor in some some of the world's hot spots so he's used to this kind of um medical trauma surgery and and these sorts of things and don't forget you know it's only been about six weeks since he had that we had that horrific train crash where um lovely Phoenicia was impaled after the train hit the car and and uh, Lev got his head hit by another train and it was all really gruesome so you know you don't just walk away from those kind of images in your head and so it gives him a bit of PTSD um and uh, so when when this when a when an elderly woman is brought into casualty, having been shot uh, by a crossbow when confronting poachers, um, this this she's this this thing is right through her body. This crossbow. Mm. I don't know if you watch ghosts. Really, it's a bit like patting <laughs> ghosts when he has the crossbow through his neck, and uh, she's got this she's got this massive thing, and she's all her vitals suddenly drop and they have to perform emergency surgery but he freezes Mm. because it's just all too much for him Um, and Stevie bad Stevie reaches out to him now what is Stevie up to because we know she got Jade she sets Jade up with the drugs bust and Jade Jade left we know she has it out for Ethan yeah because she blames Ethan for for her her sister Emma's condition, and uh, but the pair end up in bed this week. What? Hannah. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh my she has had There's the a fine line, though, isn't there? There's a fine line between <laughs> love and hate. Well, the, <laughs> no. Thing is, there's no good her really pumping in information for Ethan about any of that that stuff. Because Matthew is a newbie like her. You know, this, this accident happened five years ago, so he, he doesn't really know much about Ethan, does he? No. Except, but uh, anyway, 
And then my favourite doctor at the moment is Rash. He's so, so lovely. And um, he sees a face from um, his past when the girl Farah the one from uh, the beginning when um, she ran into Matthew's car, comes into Cashley because she is very badly wounded, only um, she comes in with her youth worker, Hafsa, um, and Hafsa says, oh, she fell off her bike onto a broken bottle, and this is why she has this massive, massive cut in her arm. Well, you know, Rash is a doctor and is a casualty doctor, so he's seen most things. Yeah. And he says, yeah, but I can't find any glass. Because, you know, once you say I fell onto broken glass, they have to inspect the wound very carefully under, under a microscope, make sure they've got all the bits of glass out. And he doesn't find one piece. So... So questions. Questions. He does question her. And uh, then it transpires, transpires that Hafsa is the younger sister of one of Rash's oldest friends. He didn't recognise her at first because last time he saw her, she was in, you know, school uniform, etc. Um... And he's persuaded to cover for Farah when he finds a knife, and it's a big knife strapped mm. to her ankle just under a tracksuit. So, you know, he should really have called somebody. Yeah, definitely. He should have called somebody. But it's casualty, so of course. Of I know. Course. <laughs> I know. So, yeah, what, if, what has he got himself into, and is, and is his friend's sister Hafsa all that she seems? Mm, probably not. Is what I'm going yes. with. Yes. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I, I don't know about you, but I watch these um, soaps. In fact, I watch most things that aren't real, if you like, and scream at the television. <laughs> no, don't do that. Tell the truth. <laughs> don't you know? <laughs> and they still don't do it. But I suppose that's what makes a good drama. Yes, I think he's going. To, I think he's going to get himself way over, yeah. over, over his head. Get himself into trouble. Yeah, yeah. Almost yes. sort of a small thing turns into a big thing very, very quickly yes. by just not saying something, and then you end up in yeah. much more trouble than you know. If yes. but you kind of they sort of lie their way out of absolutely everything because that very small inaccuracy at the beginning. It's just you know. Yes. Ah, right. Well, that is all from the hospital dramas this week. As if that's not enough, um, and we will be back next week to talk more Holby and Casualty. Between then and now, have a lovely week. <laughs> 